The Democrats spend Tuesday and Wednesday debating. President Trump decides to hold a rally in Ohio on Thursday. Now, I think President Trump, pretty smart guy, I think he probably did that on purpose. Though we're not going to really talk about the debates too much, I'm not going to have any sound bites uh, from the debates or from Trump's rally, I think we can really see something really important when we watch the difference between when the Democrats talk and when Trump talks. This, let's take a look at that difference. Let's take a look at how the debates actually went. Let's talk about Trump's rallies. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. It's been a rough week for me today, this week. So I had my I had a podcast on Monday. Then I tried to have a podcast on Tuesday. I tried to record while watching the first debate. And my computer blew out. So I said, okay, forget it. We're not going to do that debate. Then we were, I was going to do the same thing on Wednesday with the, the primary debate because that was the important debate. And it just turned out garbage. So I, I decided to screw it. And then I was going to do one yesterday, but I was really tired. I was watching uh, Trump's rally and watching the news, and I just didn't feel like it. So now it's Friday night. I'm all alone. I said, what the heck? We'll go ahead. We'll do a podcast today. And I've, it's a perfect night. It's more nice and warm outside, nice and sunny. Dodgers are playing the Padres, and they just took a two-to-one lead. And by the way, even though I live in San Diego, I actually am a Dodger fan. I used to live in L.A. for the longest time. Okay, so let's let's get into the debates. So the Democrats had uh, two sets of debates on Tuesday and Wednesday. Of course, they got about like 374 people, so it's not a big shock. The Tuesday debate was held with the heavy hitters of Comrade Bernie Sanders and Chief uh, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, but they were viciously, viciously shut down by the moderates of that group. And I don't know who they are. I really don't care. They're not going to be. They're done, actually. And I'll list them out later. But there was one that really stuck out, and that was Marianne Williamson. And her dark evil force and love garbage was really, really took the show. Right, we're going to talk about why in a couple of minutes, because... It was it was actually really something. What did we take from this particular debate? Well, Beto, Steve Bullock, and John Delaney, Tim Ryan. It's John Delaney and Tim Ryan that were actually the moderates, and Amy Klobuchar, who is known for throwing eating tuna or salad with a with a fork or with a not a fork. Excuse me, that wouldn't be weird with a hair comb. Or something. I don't know. She's nuts. Those guys are probably gone. They're done. There's just they had nothing. They they uh, Delaney and, and Ryan actually debated uh, debated um, Williams and Sanders, uh, Warren and Sanders, really well. But they didn't really have any ideas, and they did poke a lot. But they did poke a lot of holes into. Uh, Sanders and Warren's arguments about socialism and tax everyone. And I would even say uh, there's a video where when Warren was talking about 
when Warren was talking about how she was going to tax the rich and tax them a lot, and the guy said, well, I'm rich, and I think this is the stupidest thing in the world is to tax us. You could see she was salivating and she was rubbing her hands together because that's what she wants to do. She wants to steal everybody's money. But it's too bad. Um, they didn't. They didn't do well. Um, they did. They did hurt them a little bit. But that was really about it. There was no. There was nothing in there that they did. And Beto. Beto's just an idiot. And of course, he was really irrelevant. Um, who I think is going to be taking over. I think Warren Sanders and possibly Pete Buttigieg might move on. Um, but Buttigieg might move on. He has a lot of grassroots support, and even though he doesn't have any real ideas, people seem to like him, and he does meet the uh, checklist, the intersectionality checklist that he's gay. That's about it. He's not really that much. He's a white male from Harvard, so I'm not sure if that really means much. Um, the one who I'm really hoping will move on is Marianne Williams. She was the hit on the debate. Uh, she actually, I think, won the debate. She was easily uh, the most, she was easily the most positive of all the debaters there. She really didn't beat up on anyone. She just talked about herself. She stayed away from the bleak messages the other people had. And we're going to talk about that bleak message because you saw that bleak message in the next debate too. And I think that bleak message is not actually a... That bleak message is not actually a one-person thing. It is a Democrat thing. And we're going to talk about that. But she came from a place of hope and love almost a religious value, almost a religious value. And this is something no other Democrat, none of the 29 other Democrats have. And I think that's why it's positive. She also had mentioned, um, now, well, she's crazy though. Let, let's, let's not call it what it is. She's one of these new age crystals, uh, Kabbalah kind of human beings. She's she's really out there, so I wouldn't really expect her. I I wouldn't really expect her to go anywhere. She may end up with kind of a how shall we say a a base, a grassroots base that might push her through, kind of like Pete Buttigieg has. So I'm I'm thinking she may have a chance to make the next make the next debates. But I can, I can tell you something. I hope so. I hope so. Because I think she's just hysterical to listen to. But I'm really over overselling her. She has no chance to be president. She has absolutely no policies. She has absolutely no ideas. Um, she's going to defeat Trump with love. It's just she's, she's full of crap. So she's not going anywhere. But to be honest with you, it wasn't Tuesday night that was the big deal. Uh... The big debate came on Wednesday. This is one with Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and Joe Biden. If you don't remember, it was Joe Biden that just got absolutely smacked by Harris in the last debate. She did everything but accuse him of racism. 
because of some busing policy he didn't support back way back when. A busing uh, policy that led her to go to different schools. Of course, when asked later on, and this is going to be a huge problem for Harris, when asked later on, she basically said, I didn't support that bill. So basically, she just threw it out there that Biden was a racist because he didn't support busing or integration or anything like that. And that's all garbage. And he basically, it was time for him to make that very clear to the audience. Because here's the thing. Biden looked terrible in that debate. He was god-awful in that debate. Harris fed him his lunch. Even though Biden got wasted, he did only lose minimal ground. He's still way ahead. And that's because he's still the moderate in the field. But I, I don't think that a bad showing here is going to help him at all. As a matter of fact, I got a feeling it will probably kill his, uh, his campaign. Well, Biden and Harris were ready. Sort of. I think Biden was a lot more ready than Harris. She took some swings right off the bat. I mean, literally, the first question, she went after him again. And this was about Medicare. And he quickly defended himself and clearly won each exchange that she had. There were probably about three exchanges. Uh, you could tell Harris wasn't connecting on anything she was throwing out there. And she had no answers for everything he was saying because you could just see the look on her face. The eye roll, the deep breath, the sigh, even a smile here and there. She she really needs to be a really good politician. She needs to do what Cory Booker does actually pretty well and keep her emotions off her sleeve because it really looked like, and this wasn't the only time, it wasn't even the worst slam she had gotten. I mean, we're going to talk about what Tulsa Gabbard did to her. It was pretty ugly. But getting her attack parried was not the only problem Harris had. She suffered a, like I just said a second ago, she suffered a huge blow from Tulsi Gabbard. And this blow came in the form of uh, Harris's record as Attorney General of California. She said some things. Oh, my Lord. The Here's the whole thing. Harris had always said she was not that tough a, she was not that tough uh, a politician. She was fair. And she only put people in jail who belong prison who belonged in prison, which, by the way, is kind of hypocritical because since she's the one who wants like prison reform and all of this fun stuff. But some of the things that uh, Gabbard came out with, she didn't parry at all. She had nothing to say to them. As a matter of fact, when it was her turn to answer, all she did was stutter along an excuse about how she loved her record. She didn't address one point. And Gabbard had some hardcore points that actually turned out to be true. And you can go a step further. They were they showed corruption. Now, mind you, Kamala Harris, and no one mentions any of this garbage. Kamala Harris is a corrupt and a garbage human being. This is a woman who slept with uh, Willie, I can't remember the old mayor's name, uh, Willie something. Willie Brown, that's who it was. And then he, Willie Brown, 
admitted he slept with her and appointed her to a position in his cabinet. This woman slept her way into politics. She is no innocent here. This is... Uh, well, you, needless to say, you could actually hear the pee streaming down her leg. And if you couldn't hear it, all you had to do was look at her face because she, her reaction was priceless. Shaking her head, staring down at her notes, writing down something every once... She just got murdered. And that was done. She was done. She had lost the debate. I had known she had lost the debate, and it was halfway through the debate. She, If Kamala Harris said anything, I would have been shocked. Cory Broker, Spartacus, also tried to get his hand at nailing Biden. He stayed away from Harris, and that's because I'm pretty sure Harris would have, you know, swiped at him. I don't think Harris could have called him a racist or anything since Booker's black, but his attacks on Biden also got parried. As a matter of fact, when Biden when Booker attacked Biden, on his criminal policies, that's the criminal uh, law that he signed in 1994. Very tough policy, and it actually did clean up crime. Here's the thing. Biden would be an electable president if he just stuck with his, stuck with his um, plans, stuck with his beliefs. Yes, he, he still is pro-abortion. He still is anti-Medicare anti for all. Um, but is for social with some socialized medicine, but he's not insane about it. Okay, he's not crazy about it. Well, when he when Booker actually attacked him on his criminal policy that he that he signed and sponsored in 1994, Biden simply reminded Booker that you know what you took one of the people from New York. That Ronnie, Ron, uh, uh, Giuliani did, the new mayor of New York, that actually authored the search and frisk or stop and frisk policies that New York took. And you implemented those policies to a more extreme fashion, to the point that judges said you can't do that. So Rudy Giuliani knew how to implement stop and frisk. When Cory Booker tried to, he failed miserably. And his city, is, his city uh, which is uh, Newark, New Jersey, is just one of the worst in the country. I mean, he's got nothing but crime and poverty in that city right off the bat. He never fixed a darn thing. So when Biden hit him on that, yeah, it, uh, he, made it, he made him look bad. Now, here's the kicker. I'm going to repeat myself here. Joe Biden did not win that debate. Joe Biden, I think, probably came in third in the debate. All right? That's not a bad thing for him. It's not a bad thing for him. But what is a bad thing for him is he sounded old. He sounded confused. He sounded lost. He sounded tired. He sounded like he wasn't even sure if he wanted to do this, if he wanted to be president. He, at one point, he was trying to give a, uh, give his text messaging address so that you could donate to his campaign. And you should have heard it. People weren't sure. Are you talking about a text message? Are you talking about a, um, are you talking about a website? 
people were actually going in looking for a website called 303303, something like that. I can't remember. It was threes and zeros. And people were actually buying the domain names and redirecting the domain names to other candidates. That's how screwed up he sounded. It ended up being a text message address, which is what I thought it was. A lot of the candidates will actually give uh, sign up for an address and then will say, text this address to donate a dollar or donate two dollars or whatever. That's what he tried to convey, but he didn't understand the technology. I mean, he is so out of touch. That's why he ended up in third. Yes, he was able to handle... He was able to handle... Uh, Clover, uh, Clover, or Gillibrand also attacked him once or twice. He was, Gillibrand's just an idiot. She doesn't even belong in this whole thing. She was able to deal with her. He was able to deal with uh, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. And he beat them. But he didn't beat the winners of the debate. The two winners of the debate were one, Tulsi Gabbard. She is the representative from Hawaii, and she's also a in the military. She served two tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. This gal has a lot of respect. Unfortunately, she she absolutely she sounded clear. She sounded like she knew what she was saying. She sounded like knew what she wanted. She knew her opponents, and she was able to attack them. And she attacked them with potency. She just didn't attack them with. Uh, you know, well, you're a jerk, and she they answer, you're a jerk. No, she really attacked them, and she attacked them with actions they did. For example, one thing with Biden, well, you didn't support busing, so it sounds like you didn't like black people. Well, that's not exactly proof that Biden was a racist, which is why Kamala Harris's attack on the first set of debates on Biden wasn't all that strong. It's just Biden's response was really weak. Um, Biden, I think who came in second, and I'm actually changing this from my notes. I think Andrew Yang came in second. And I think Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang is an entrepreneur. Um, he's, his ideas are insane. He wants to implement a universal basic income because he believes that, uh, technology is going to create huge job losses in the country. I don't necessarily agree. He's uh, disagree with him. Yeah, technology is probably going to cost jobs, but I also know a universal basic income, which, by the way, he argues very well. But a universal base basic income is not affordable, and you cannot keep charging companies big money. But the problem is, in those areas, he's very left wing. But in other areas, he's very moderate. For example, he thinks that. A, a Medicare for all uh, program that will take away insurance for people who get it through work, he thinks that's insane. He does not think that this is something that we should be doing. He is, never mentions race or bigotry or anything like that. He's not a fan of Donald Trump, but he also knows that Donald Trump's economy is going to be very tough to beat. So he's pretty much a realist. He sounded moderate, and he sounded very good. No one attacked him. No one could attack him. And when he when they did, he basically attacked him right back by saying, well, why would you do something like that? That's insane. No one's going to buy that. So he was moderate. I think he sounded very good. So I call him second. Uh, third would be Biden. And then everybody else is toast. 
Um, Biden would be third. Kamala Harris uh, was last. She, I would even say she wasn't last. I, I think de Blasio, who's a, just a complete moron, and Gillibrand were probably behind her because they both sounded stupid. They were just annoying. I think uh, going... I think uh, Booker Harris and uh, Kirsten Gillibrand... Um, and Gillibrand's that ranch chick, the gal who was at a rally at a restaurant and someone wanted to get by so she could get ranch. Um, Gillibrand got absolutely no traction in this whole thing. And she said some really stupid things. Her message was extremely negative, And she really didn't have any plans. She actually just looked like she was living on the the plans of everyone else out there. I have a feeling Gillibrand is not in it to become president. I think she's in it to get some sort of cabinet seat. Uh, de Blasio also lost. Um, he probably was dead last, but that goes without saying he's just an idiot. He also said some really stupid things. He sat there and said, we're going to go out there and tax the rich and they're going to, and then, I, and there was a great quote he had, and by great, I meant stupid. That he said that he's not the socialist. It's Donald Trump is the socialist for the rich. Don't know what that means. And nobody applauded it. And I'm pretty sure no one else knew what that meant. But hey, whatever. Castro, uh, you didn't even hear him. He grew that awesome beard and no one even knew what this guy stood on. He, he, he hung around for the immigration debate and really just was irrelevant outside of any of that. Um, I think the party is going to be over for Castro, de Blasio, Booker, Bennett. I don't even know who that guy is, so that's why I never mentioned. Jay Inslee, he's his only, uh, Jay Inslee is, I think, the governor of Washington or something, or former governor of Washington. His only platform is climate change. Uh, he has no ideas on anything else. And Gillibrand. Uh, Gillibrand and Yang, or Tulsi Gabbard and Yang may get to the next set of debates. It's possible, uh, simply because they are the most searched people on the internet. Gabbard is, was the most searched person on Google, uh, that night. And I think she might be getting some traction because throughout the week, there have been stories about her being a pro Putin girl and things like that. Um, but her big problem is she really is going to have to be grassroots because she's relatively unknown. She comes from Hawaii. She's a representative from Hawaii. So she's going to have a hard time actually bringing in the money that she needs and getting all the support that she actually needs. Andrew Yang could be interesting because he actually is grassroots. He does have a solid level of support. And I think uh, he may actually get to the next round. It's going to be co close. It's going to be tight. There is no way he gets through the primary. But as long as he's around, if Marianne Williamson and Yang are around, they're really going to kind of keep a good message for the Democrats. Because right now their messages, as I'll talk about later, is are garbage. They just have a lousy message. But six hours of debates... With all 62 primary candidates, the big winner was still Trump. Because Trump, Trump may say a lot of bad things, but he does not sound crazy. 
And all of all but all of these people sound absolutely nuts. Their ideas are insane. They sound absolutely crazy. And I just hope I just wish Trump would stop tweeting. I please stop tweeting. If he could just stay off of Twitter, if someone can break his iPhone, I guarantee you. He let these people talk through the primary, save a whole load of sound bites. He wins the next election in a walk. But Trump did something that really hurt the Democrats, and he did it on Thursday. Uh, He held a rally in Cincinnati, Ohio. As usual, it was pumping. Thousands were packed inside. It was actually... From my understanding, I don't know if it's true, but it was the highest number of people within that particular arena, and there were thousands outside of the arena that had uh, uh, screens put up so that people could actually watch. But something happened that was different. It was different than other rallies. Trump didn't say anything controversial. And the crowds didn't do anything bizarre like send her back or any of that garbage. They didn't do anything. It was a tame crowd. And Trump was very reserved. He actually, now don't get me wrong, he said said a bunch of things about the Democrats. But he didn't name any of them. He talked about how crappy the cities were that were run in Democratic control. But he didn't mention any. He did talk a little bit about Los Angeles, which absolutely deserves it, and San Francisco, but he kept Baltimore out of it. Very, very interesting. And you can see that, and and he was basically pointing them out. Oh, CNN, they're going to get upset. They're going to have nothing to talk about tomorrow. And they didn't. They did not talk about his rally at all. The only problems that actually occurred at this event were protesters. I think it was Two to three times during the event, protesters started screaming and started uh, trying to get beaten up. I really think trying to get beaten up by the other people. and Nobody took the bait. Security came in. Sometimes security took a while to get to these uh, protesters. They just grabbed them, took them out. Trump sat there, was quiet, waited until they left, and then started his speech again. It was It was a really good It was a really good rally to have, and it really was a good rally to have after the two debates. What was apparent, and what is apparent in all of Trump's rallies, is the joy and fun the audience is having. I enjoy listening to it, even on TV. I'd love to go to one of his rallies, though I live in an extremely liberal state, so I'm pretty sure I'd have absolutely no chance. But to go to one or see one because he'll never be dumb enough to come here. But everyone is having fun. He talks about all the great things that are happening in the United States, how great our country is and how great our people people are. Then he talks about how crazy the Democrats are and how bad their ideas are. And he doesn't say who's coming up with these bad ideas. At least he didn't in this event. All he did was sit there and say, really, socialism? Really? Medicare for all? Take away all your, your, your medical plans? And he's funny about it. He's not mean. Contrary to what CNN thinks, he usually is not mean-spirited about any of this. It's part of his comedy routine. And people just laugh at the Democrats. He's just 
pointing out how crazy they are with humor. It's absolutely awesome. I didn't put any sound bites in this again because everyone knows what these people are, uh, Democrats and Trump. Uh, they know what they're going to say, and I, I don't want to waste time with anything unnecessary. I mean, this podcast has already gone 30 minutes. Uh, I You want to see his speeches. You want to see the debates. You can uh, waste your time and lose a couple of IQ points and, and go to YouTube and watch it. Um, I know this for a fact because I must have lost, I think, three or four of my college classes by listening to this garbage. I just want to point out the difference between the Democratic debates and their rallies and a Trump rally. There is nothing but positive attitude and fun at a Trump Trump rally. Trump's rallies and his entire presidency, including his candidacy in 2016, is a celebration of America. How great America is that this guy could take a million dollars and make it into a couple of billion dollars and then run for president with absolutely no experience and create a grassroots campaign and win the presidency and then be successful in his presidency. And so far he is. The Democrats are completely the opposite. They're the negative Nancys of the politicians. All they talk about is how bad America is and how it needs to be fixed. But they offer no ideas. And all they do is offer up cliches on what's broken. Racist, bigotry, um, uh, racist, bigotry, homophobia. Uh, I, I, I don't know what. I mean, they keep saying warmongers. This is the first time the United States has not been in a war. No one's Obama spent his entire eight-year presidency having military overseas, but they're saying Obama is a, or uh, Trump is a warmonger. Yeah, name he's got a couple of people in the Middle East. That's about it. We're not at war with North Korea. We're not at war with Iran. I mean, Iran has shot at us. They've stolen. They've taken uh, attacked ships in the Sea of Hormuz, and he's done nothing. It's just a garbage ar- argument. Racist, sexist, bigoted country, and anyone who is not a white man suffers under the patriarchy. If you listen to the debates on Wednesday, and why would you have? You Don't bother with it. Listen to Ben Shapiro or someone. You would have heard two candidates actually say that. How racist everything is. Uh, one of them was Gillibrand, and the other, I don't know, and I don't care. He's gone anyway. The problem with this, with the racist, sexist, bigoted country, and we're born in bigotry, where the country was was discovered on racism, okay? The problem with this is, for the Democrats, it's a crappy message. And there's no evidence anything that they're actually saying is true. Now, I'm sorry, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, these people have no idea what was happening in the 60s and 70s. They don't know racism, because there is no racism today. Bigoted? Bigoted? No. Not bigoted. The reason we're not bigoted, homophobic or bigoted, is that's what I'm considering it is because gays can get married. Just because a lot of people don't necessarily look well on the uh, lifestyle does not mean everyone's a bigot. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're you're trans if you're a transvestite or a transsexual. You do whatever you want. Leave me out of it, and then don't judge me because I think you're weird. All right. 
I'm sorry, I do see, I think transsexuals and transvestites are weird. I think they've got a mental problem. And I don't want to hear how natural it is. Schizophrenia is also natural. So, you know, to sit back and say that, I don't, I don't buy any of that. But this country isn't like that. So I don't know why it continually has to be pointed out that way. The Democrats will lose on 2020. And each debate I see just convinces me of that. Not because their candidates are garbage, which they are, but their message is garbage. It may be hard for them to believe, but most people in this country, whether they're a citizen or a migrant, don't think this country is evil. They think it is the greatest country in human history. And, you know, those 107,000 illegal aliens that are coming over the border, they don't think this country is garbage. They think this is probably the greatest country in history. Why? Because 100,000 cross the border every month. They There must be something to this. It can't be that racist, bigoted country if all these people want to come here. It's just a garbage message. And whoever wins, whoever wins the primary is going to have a real hard time winning. And the reason is if they want independent voters to vote for them, if they want rural voters to vote for them, working voters to vote for them who are independent and maybe even lean a little bit left, that candidate is going to have to shift wildly from the left to the center. I think that one of the things that Biden actually did in these debates, which kind of helped him, is he did kind of shift to the center again. He still believes in that Obamacare garbage, which doesn't work, and we know it doesn't work. But the reality is uh, he is going to have a lot easier time shifting to the center if he just kind of shifts to the center now and lets everyone, lets the other crazies hang out on the left. That's the only way I think he's going to win or even have a chance of winning. But we'll see. So I'm probably going to have to run another podcast tomorrow because I've got another great story. And this one's actually kind of funny. It's not really a new, it was a new story, but it was last week. But I've, it's, it's something going to be a little bit different from what I typically do. Uh, I hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. You can follow me on, you can download this um you can download this podcast on iTunes, on Podbean, and Podcast Addict. You can listen to it on iTunes or uh, YouTube. <coughs> Please visit my website. <coughs> Excuse me, at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, and follow me on Twitter at Run and Fool. R U N N F E W L. I hope you have a great night. And I hope to hear from you soon. Take care of yourself.